This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shinton, and today we got a fun-filled show with you uh, for you. We're going to do uh, a little bit of a chef interview today with uh, the people from Eve Wellness uh, up in Encinitas, an amazing vegan spot up there with uh, a focus on all kinds of health issues. Uh, so we're super excited to talk to them. We've got a farmer's market report today, lots of exciting stuff, uh, change of seasons coming around, and we're going to get... Uh, some perspective on that from Joe Herman. Joe Herman, what's going on in the farmer's market? Hey, Nick. Uh, well, we're being introduced to stone fruit now, starting yeah. with cherries specifically. So on this podcast, we've been talking about the cherry forecast for a couple weeks now. And uh, we finally did see our first shot of them this week, right? Yes. From Murray Family Farms. Mm-hmm. A uh, early Glen cherry is called. And that's the varietal. That's a varietal. It's from the uh, Bradford Genetics Breeding Program. They uh, help Stephen uh, develop all these What's cherries. What's that mean? I have no idea what that is. They're was. the guys that uh, will cross-pollinate, splice cherry genes, and come up with these uh, different styles of cherries. Well, it, it, are they really splicing genes? No, or they're not more, doing that. Yeah, that's, so it's not like genetically a, engineered or no, anything no, like that. No. We're talking about a, it's not, it's, a, a breeding. Breeding, yes. Yeah. Just breeding uh, the trees, grafting, that kind of thing. Super cool. So, so we got our first variety in this weekend. Are we going to see more varieties Wednesday? Uh, possibly. He's going to have a few limited supplies. One's a, a called a Black K or a Royal K. I'm sorry, uh-huh. which is uh, texturally it's different than any other cherry. It's um, man, it's it's a lot darker for one, and then the it's not like a crunchy texture. It's definitely a soft, almost gummy texture, like a gummy bear. Sure. In a way. So to me, that sounds super sugary. Is that going to be on the sweeter end? It will be on the sweeter end, yeah. Okay. And that, like the early Glen cherries that we're getting now, are, they have a, a more crunchy texture. They're sure. tart. They're a little sour. They, they, have, they got sweeter the second time we got them. And they're more of a traditional cherry color. The which which the, is a the early glens, yeah, the early like, glens, kind of almost like a maraschino, like a garnish cherry. It's kind of got that bright red lipstick color to it. Yes. Super cool. And uh, some more cherries coming in hopefully on Wednesday. And are we starting to see any other of the stone fruits? Uh, peaches are trickling in. We've seen some green peaches, green apricots, that kind of thing. But real um, super early for them still, Real right? super early. We're going we're gonna to hold off. I think they, it still needs a, a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, other things are coming in as well, though, besides the stone fruit. We're starting to see berries. Okay. Uh, uh, mulberries for one. We're going to see a and lot. And that's a short season. That's a really delicate berry, right? Yes. And so, you know, I would accept, it, because it's so delicate, I would expect that it has specific conditions when right. and it's it, able to be harvested. And and the good thing about those is a lot of people grow them. So depending on where they're located, some are coming in earlier, some are coming in later. So it does kind of lengthen the season a little bit. And so we saw the white Pakistanis in there, right? Yeah, we saw white, and then we... Uh, we did see the the darker uh, Pakistani. Okay, so I'm sorry, I was I was wrong. There's two different varieties. Yeah, there's uh, we saw the white king mulberries. Those white from, king mulberry. Yeah, those are from Murray, and right. then the we saw Coleman Farms um, dropped the, off some the Pakistani, the Pakistani, the dark ones. Uh-huh. They were beautiful uh, this past weekend. So, Alala berries should be in soon. Alala berries. Yeah, I, you, you stumped me on that one. What's that's that? a really short season. That's just a few weeks. Alala berry is a, it's like an elongated blackberry, and I know it's made up of three different berries. One called I think 
a lingonberry, a blackberry. I should just reference the uh, specialty produce app. Yeah, if you guys haven't updated your specialty produce app lately, the last update, man, this thing is like moving on rocket fuel right now. It is so fast and so easy to find whatever you're looking for. So uh, if you guys haven't done that in the Google Play Store or the um, the App Store, go look for the specialty produce app because it, it, the newest version is just outstanding. So, Joe, you, you found some of that uh, description of that berry in your, in your app. What, what, right. what, what do you got for us? So it's made up of uh, – it's a cross between a blackberry, a loganberry, and a youngberry. And then with the, the youngberry and the loganberry were cross-pollinated with raspberries. So this complex parentage contributes to its depth of flavor, and it's known as the king of blackberries. Wow. So that does sound really, really interesting. Yeah. All right, I'll be sure to try one of those myself when I get back out of this podcast. So, yeah, that's, uh, summer squash is trickling in. That's another thing we're seeing. Yeah, so that's the um, first of the season, too, right? First of the season, right. And are we getting, like, uh, single varieties of that, or is it a mixed baby variety? or we're, what's? Yeah, it's mixed. We're seeing some patty pans, eight balls, the gold bars, zucchinis, that that type of thing. So mm-hmm. we're seeing it all. And some zephyrs. and Yeah, a little bit of zephyr as well. And that's only coming from a couple farms, so we're going to start seeing it from other others as well. Super cool. Uh, so squash season, another super exciting time. So, here. yeah, winter is going out. All the broccolis, mustard, stuff like that. It's getting too warm. Things are flowering, and we're moving into the other stuff now. Right. So this is your last chance for those things that are flowering, the the, the choys and those winter hardier yeah. kind of greens. Last chance on those the, before they move yeah, out for the season. Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Are we gonna, all the mustards? You know, is there something else coming in that we're going to be looking forward to? Sure, yeah, we're going to be looking forward to peppers and eggplants, and yeah, that's the summertime staple. You know, so. that, that all takes heat, and we haven't really gotten a big blast of heat yet. But the tomatoes are definitely getting sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun golds you brought in yesterday were being super, super candy like. Where are all the tomatoes coming from right now? Right now, it's Wong Farms, and they're just south of uh, the Coachella Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're actually going to be probably done with their tomato crop in just a couple weeks, and then we'll be moving into other farmers like Moonock Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's known for his sun golds. They are, they're like candy and the, for sure, and then coastal farms as well. Yeah, so something fruity. So we're getting the, the first heat in the desert right now that's producing the sweetest tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then, so as the seat. As the heat creeps its way towards the coast, we'll start seeing these other farms come up with their sweet tomato crop. Yeah, and all those farms are coastal farms as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a great wrap-up of what's going on out there right now. Um, Super excited for all these new things to come in. And, guys, cherry season is finally here, so come try some delicious cherries. Now, we've got Joe Buckshness with us today. Uh, Joe, you got to go out to eat just what was it, last night? Uh, it was Friday evening. Friday night. Yeah, I had the opportunity. Friday night on the town. <clears throat> out on the town, gas lamp. Um, Where'd you go? Lionfish. Lionfish. Um, I know you guys are very familiar with Chef Jojo Ruiz. He's mm-hmm. kind of worked his way around San Diego. Um, superstar local chef. Started, I believe, around uh, working with Searsucker, Ironside, Lionfish, now Soraya. Um, but I went down, down there and ate. And, you know, when you have a phenomenal plate, it kind of sticks around in your head for a little bit. Sure. And you think about it, and this thing that I ate was leopard shark katsu. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so chicken katsu, guys are familiar. It's like a nice breaded cutlet, nice and tender, but this was leopard shark, and mm-hmm. the texture of it just blew leopard my mind. Shark. So that's something I've – you know, I've had some thresher shark yeah. before. I, uh, and that's the only th- – and mako are the only two shark varieties that I think I've yeah. ever had. 
Um, I, I eat a lot of fish mm-hmm. and shark and this, the, the texture was like almost like skate. You guys are familiar? Yeah. So, okay. So let's go back to the preparation a little bit. Now for me, you know, I know just what I know about shark is it tends to be like a little bit of vinegary. And so what was the pepper preparation? So pr- preparation wise, he just told me that it was the filet in the katsu or in the panko breading and then fried. But, you know, it wasn't greasy. It wasn't oily. It wasn't vinegary at all by any did means. It, or, or, maybe not vinegary, ammonia-y like is kind of what yeah, I'm looking for. No, so did, 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 did he pair? What kind of sauce came it with was it? Just, what was my real question? It was just the katsu sauce. Yeah. And it was so simple and amazing. And I believe there was like like a uh, like, um, a, a cabbage slaw um, but it, it wasn't much. It was just the shark and the sauce, and it was phenomenal. Kill I mean, me. I know there wasn't many, or if there were any farmer's market items on there, but that plate stood out. Awesome. Absolutely. The texture was phenomenal. And I think that's why we go out to eat, is for memorable absolutely. experiences, right? Yeah. You know, and something that just sticks with you, blows your mind, you know, it makes you think about it a couple of days later. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a laundry list of the dishes that we ate. We pretty much ate the entire me- menu. Well, what else do you get? Um, spicy grilled octopus, fermented chili, crispy garlic, and crisp potatoes, cilantro aioli. Wow. The lobster carpaccio was next level. Lobster um, carpaccio. Yes. Uh, the patatas bravas. I mean, we had probably eight or nine plates. Mm-hmm. And to finish it up, uh, we had the 15-layer crepe cake with cheesecake filling, brown butter, roasted strawberries, and a local seasonal sorbet. And the seasonal sorbet that he used this evening was passion fruit from our farmer's market truck. Awesome. And the um, passion fruit's been really delicious yes, lately. The NBC yes. Farms and stuff. Yes. It, I mean, it was, it was you know, a very beautifully you know menu I, I i can't articulate enough how great this meal was you know yeah it's at a uh, chef jojo does a really well, good job I, I thanks for sharing that with us because i think that's you know again when i kind of touched on it earlier when we talk about you know where to go out to eat mm-hmm. and, and you know that's what i go out to eat for yeah. is a, an experience that yeah. sticks with me and just something that inspires me gets me excited yeah. and is really a, a, a you know a treat for your taste buds, and it yeah. sounds like you definitely found that at Lionfish mm-hmm. downtown in the Gas Lamp. It's right in the Pendry Hotel. It is uh, right on Fifth Avenue. There. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Well, that's going to do it for our Farmer's Market Report today. Uh, we got Eve coming up here in just a second. Super excited to talk about their menu and all the delicious food items they got going on over there. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are back with Ariel Moscow of Eve, and that is a vegan eatery that's up in Encinitas and soon to be in Oceanside, and they've got an amazing menu that we're going to dive right into. Uh, first of all, welcome, Ariel. Thank you so much for having me. So th- let's talk about Eve, because uh, it is a unique space that in, you know, and for me, I always think about food as kind of like this full body experience and something that's good for the mind, good for the soul, and just kind of, you know, gives you that synergy in life. And you guys have really taken that to the next level up up in Encinitas with your first property. Um, Tell me a little bit about that property. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. So we're so much more than being about food. We're really about finding respite and nourishment, body, mind, and spirit, right? So Food is the energy that our body takes to fuel us through this world, and we want to kind of give our customers and our community, because it's become this giant, beautiful community, mm-hmm. uh, the tools, whether it be via food or workshops or music or events, 
to live their happiest, most fulfilled life. So we have an amazing menu, of course, as you just noted. But so, our yeah, no, okay. So let's let's talk about. Totally. We'll get into the menu in just a second. Yeah. But back into the you now, it's not just an eatery; it's also an event space. Right? Totally, yeah. The so our um, Encinitas event space has evolved over the past few years of being there. It's really become this beautiful. Highly sought after space in the back where we host music events, um, improv, yoga classes, workshops, all kinds of uh, different tools and techniques for people to be enjoy. Yeah, that, that sense of community. And <laughs> it's not just in the, the, the back area, too. The front area of Eve has got this very cool community vibe in there, too. Yeah, we have a lot of pop-ups that go on up there. So a lot of local artists bringing their work or bringing their food or any kind of thing that they want to share with the community, we invite them in, bring a table, say hello. Share a book. Totally. Share a book. Yeah, we have a huge library just to, again, dive into yourself. Yeah. It's, it, and so that's the community around it. And then the, the – but the center of this community is, again, the food, and it's what you're putting in you. And so let's talk about your menu. A um, couple different sections of it. Uh, one of the first things that grabbed my attention were the Buddha bowls. Totally. Uh, that's, that's like – Eve 101 there were the bowls where we started, yeah. and everyone loves them. And so that, and the menu kind of evolved off of that. Tell me about the concept of a Buddha bowl. So the Buddha bowl is like, you know, the freshest, unique ingredients from different parts of the world, really. There's bowls that are more Mexican flavor. There's bowls that are more Greek flavor. There's bowls that are kind of American mesh flavor. Um, but just kind of picking those craft ingredients that are really, really good for you and taste really good together and throwing them in a bowl in, in like a really easy capacity. but it's quite nourishing. That's awesome. And a couple other things that jumped out to me on your menu, uh, flatbreads, pizzas kind of, and so, but it's a vegan place. So all vegan and the flatbreads are all gluten free also. That's what I was going to get at. So it's not only a vegan flatbread or slash pizza, it is a, uh, a gluten free one too. And so the crust is a cauliflower crust. Cauliflower based. Yeah. And that's, and so that's super, super healthy for people. And, what, and the cheese, I would assume, is like a soy-based cheese? It's a cashew cheese. Cashew cheese. On most of them, yeah. Okay. So you guys kind of stay away from soy a little bit or? Yeah, there's not too, you won't really find a lot of soy on the menu. Yeah, we really kind of dive into ingredients that are a little bit closer to the earth than the, Yeah, than soy. soy yeah. But, yeah, and that's uh, that's really cool. Um, so getting through the couple sweet things on the menu too, uh, from acai bowls, you know what what else, what else kind of goes into the, the the full menu experience there? Uh, so on the sweet side, so yeah, we have the acai bowls. We have a whole really delicious smoothie menu too, with again like really craft superfood ingredients mm-hmm. that you usually don't really find in smoothie places. Um, and there's always a, a bakery section of different kinds of treats and delicious goods in the back now in uh, Encinitas and also in Oceanside. We'll have like an elixir bar. So you can go up and it, there's a list of different like ailments that these elixirs treat. So sure. um, there's an herbalist that kind of worked to create these elixirs and delicious drinks. And you can go, get these tonics in the back. Uh, there's a little kava bar. So all kinds of things to kind of hit any angle that your body needs something. Yeah. So it's it's so we'll we'll get into the Oceanside spot here in totally. just a second because we were talking about that earlier and there's some unique things about that that I'm really excited about. Um, but you know, back to the, kind of the, the Encinitas spot. So it's grab and go. It's coffee. It's bakery. It's sandwiches. It's flatbreads. It's bowls. Burgers. A, burgers. Yeah, well, the I burgers, burgers came out this too. year, and the burgers have been, like, skyrocketing. Everyone loves them. Tell me about that burger. So the burgers that are, that are being done at Eve, I haven't seen them done this way in any any other place. So they're uh, the Impossible Burger, and it's 
there's maybe like six rotating on the menu all the time. And the um, the flavors are mixed into the meat the, itself. Well, I say meat. It's obviously not meat, right? The, we, the we air know quote that meat. by now, right? Yeah. Air quote meat. <laughs> For those of you um, listening on radio, she threw up the air quotes. Meat. Totally. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, kind of like in the same capacity of our bowls is that, like, you, you can take the flavor in any direction. There's a pizza burger. There's a more Mexican burger. There's a Jamaica burger. There's a barbecue burger. And meat eaters and vegans alike are going crazy for these burgers. Yeah. That's awesome. Well – so I know we, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, and you guys are expanding. We've recently acquired a new property up in Oceanside, and uh, that was a little bit of a uniqueer property that you guys acquired, and it had a couple different facilities inside of it. And you're using that to kind of skate or kind of um, sculpt your uh, vision for what we were going to do up in Encinitas, or I'm sorry, Oceanside. So tell me what's unique about this new Oceanside property. So the thing that I'm most excited about and I tell everyone about is that we have 30 taps in the Oceanside room. So that means we're going to have 30 different cold brews, um, kombuchas, kefir sodas, any kind of local, delicious, fresh drink like that, not beer, but that you could put on a tap is going to be in there. That's super cool because, yeah. you know, there's there's – I am part of the kombucha craze. I, I, I love that stuff. It's Me so too. Delicious. It's like my favorite. That when I'm traveling, I have to try the local kombuchas. Right. And so that's going to be so neat to have all that stuff accessible up there. And, you, you know, I, we we're kind of talking about, uh, you know, how how smart I think it is of you guys to not just want to carbon copy what the success that you've had down in Encinitas, but kind of find what's going on up in the community in Oceanside and what your facility has to offer and, and taking your guys' creativity and putting your energy into that space. And, you know, who would have thought, what, what, what you know, instead of ripping out these 30 taps, it's like, yeah, we're health food, but we're going to make this fun and we're going to, you know, have this new, like, juice bar. Slide, well, not juice bar because that kind of gives you the wrong, but this these fresh things on tap. And yeah. that's going to be – that's super, super interesting. Yeah. And again, it ties back to the community thing, right? We want we want people to come and hang out and enjoy their time and let's throw 30 different kombuchas on there and see how, how long you can sit at the bar and hang out. <laughs> and what's the target opening date for that? Uh, it should be around June – between June. June 1st. So 1st this summer when you're up there. Yeah. All right. Totally. Well, guys, so much success that you guys have. Um, super excited about, you know, let, seeing you expand and seeing you grow. Uh, if I want to find out more about you guys, your Instagram handle is? Eve Vegan Eats. Eve Vegan Eats. Yes. And, um, you can find us on Facebook, same way. Facebook, Eve, Eve Vegan, Vegan Eats. Eats. And right now the website is eveencinitas.com. But because you're expanding, you're looking to change that. Yeah, soon. it'll also be Eve Vegan Eats. So Eve Vegan Eats is where to find yeah, you guys. got it. Eve Vegan Eats. Well, thank you so much for um, coming in today, Miss Moscow. Thank really you so appreciate much for it. having me. Uh, you guys got to go out and try Eve. Yeah, both... please come join us. All right.